welcome back to the For the One podcast. I'm your host, KK Hooper, and the title of today's episode is God Doesn't Need You. And some of you are like, what? KK, first your normalized sins episode, now this? Like, you've been saying every episode that Jesus loves us. Why now are you changing that and saying that he doesn't? Well, that is not at all what I'm saying. Jesus loves you very much. God loves you so, so much. What I'm saying is he doesn't need you. God loves us, but he doesn't need us. And some of y'all are like, wait a second. Like, yes, he does. Like, he uses us every day. Think like this. God is omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He is omniscient. He's the creator of the universe. We are humans. We are finite in our knowledge and our ability. We're super limited. He does not need our help. Let me tell you, in Isaiah 55, 9, God says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God says that. He says, I am way higher than you are. And that's because he is God and we are human. Think, does anyone know how high the heavens are from the earth? No, because we can't even measure it. It's so high, so far away from the earth. God doesn't need you. Now, you may be thinking, okay, where are you coming from? Like, why are you telling me this? Well, I told you I'd be speaking from my own experiences. Well, do I have a story for you? So, this is back in high school. I was in church. We were having a worship night for our high school ministry. And I love praise and worship nights. They're my favorite because I love singing. I love singing songs. I love singing praises to God. It's my favorite way to express my gratitude and praise towards Him. And on these worship nights, every three or four songs or so, maybe about two or three, someone will come up on the stage and either read a scripture or like tell you what to reflect on on this in the next song or something of that nature. Well, in between a couple of songs this particular night, one of my youth pastors came up and said like, man, this is me paraphrasing, by the way, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said like, man, like I can definitely feel God moving in this place. Like he is here. Hey, like, let me be vulnerable with y'all. Like, I really, really need prayer, and I'm having, I'm struggling right now. I'm going to be, and he pointed, in the middle of the room right there over these next few songs, and I just invite y'all to pray over me because I could really use some prayer right now. And, of course, we are accepted of his invite. Like, of course, we want to pray over him. Like, we are the church. Like, we are a body of believers, you know, here to support each other. There wasn't an abnormal request at all. So we went about singing the songs And over the next few songs, like, I felt this tug on my heart that, like, I need to go put my hand on his shoulder and just speak the name of Jesus over him. Just say, Jesus. And, of course, in my human nature, I did not want to be doing that. I was like, no, like, that's embarrassing. Like, I don't want to be, like, just saying Jesus when, as, like, a cop-out when I could be, like, saying a better prayer. Like, I feel like that's lazy. Like, that's a lazy way out. And, like, I don't want to be praying over him, like, if I don't have anything significant to say. Um, Like, no. Like, other people are praying over him. He'll be taking He'll be fine. 
And of course he was fine. There was nothing that like I did or didn't do that, you know, hurt him anyway. Like no big deal. Well, after the next few songs, he went back up on stage to close out the night and he he was very emotional. He was like, guys, it is true. It is evident that God is here. He said, I really appreciate all the prayers you prayed over me. I really needed them. He said, but one prayer that just broke me. Someone came over and placed his hand on my shoulder and just said, Jesus, spoke the name of Jesus over me. And man, I cried just at the power, at the weight. Like that's all I needed to hear because there's power in the name of Jesus. And you know what my arrogant self thought? Oh, great. Like someone, someone had the same idea as me. <laughs> oh my goodness. And you know that the night ended, we broke out, life went on. Y'all, like a year and a half, two years later, I was in college by this time. I wasn't even in high school anymore. I was driving down the road. And, you know, we talked about purpose in our first episode, how God has a plan for everything, which, you know, I think God... I think we remember certain things, even the most like random, obscure things for a reason. And I know this to be true because I was just reflecting on that night, like two years later, driving down the road from work. It was maybe like the middle of the afternoon. None of my circumstances were the same as they had been that night. Like I was just living life. And it just hit me when I was reflecting on this. You know, God had called and put it on my heart to speak the name of Jesus over my pastor, and I didn't. I was like, no. So he went and used someone else to do it. God did not need me. He did not need me to bless my pastor that night. In fact, he used someone else. Like, what? That blew my mind. God doesn't need you. But one thing I did realize, God doesn't need you. He doesn't need to use you to do anything. But he wants you. He wants to use you. He invites us to live a life of a higher calling in him because of all the amazing, great things that he can do. God chose to use you in your positions. He ordained you for a reason because he wants you to share in the beauty that this life can offer. He gave us this life and he wants us to live it. And live it to his fullest potential. That's why he gave us work to do in the kingdom. I mean, think. The only reason I'm sitting behind this microphone speaking to you right now is because God asked me to. God called me to. But you know what? Even if I weren't speaking any of these messages to you, God would still use someone else. God would do it himself. He doesn't need me speaking behind a microphone right now. But because I was like, okay, God, you asked this of me, like I accept and it's scary. But because I said yes, like here I am, here I am doing something so cool and it's so scary. But I think the scarier something is the bigger leap of faith you take, like the cooler outcome. Like this has brought nothing but joy, nothing but goodness in my life. Did I say it was easy? No, sometimes it's really hard. But I can see God using me. I can see his works painting out because I said yes to something he was calling me to do. And I'm vulnerable standing in front of people. I'm 
held a higher esteem because, you know, things I say, they're recorded, they're published, they're kept for posterity. It's not like I say it and people forget. They can actually go back and be like, yeah, you said this. Like, it's so, so scary, guys. But God is working through me. God is the one who called me here. And y'all, my life is better for it. So let this be an encouragement to you. If God is calling you to do something, know that he can always like retract that offer. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need you to be there. And if you think, oh yeah, well like, that's just like a dream that'll never happen kind of thing. Like, no, it'll only never happen if you say, like the only thing, the only person you're hurting, the only thing you're inhibiting when you say no to something God is calling you to do is yourself. God can still make it happen without you. He can call someone else to do it like he did that night when he called someone else to pray over my pastor and I didn't. God can speak to you directly. God can use others in positions that he originally wanted to use you for because you just simply wanted to say no. And some of y'all might be like, wait a second, KK. Like, I get it. Like, some people do the same job. Some people, you know, have the same interests. But like, I don't really hear God speaking directly to me. Like, are you sure he still even does that? First of all, there's evidence in the Bible that he does that. He speaks to anyone he calls. He spoke to Moses through the burning bush. And you're like, wait, KK, I haven't seen any burning bushes. He speaks to people through dreams, though. He can speak in a voice in your head that doesn't even, like, you know that won't have come from you. God is still alive today. He's as alive today as he was in the past in the Bible. And he'll be just as alive tomorrow. Was, is, is yet to come. Let me tell you, based off of that, let me tell you a story. So it's really cool. I had some D-group leaders who used to do work in the Middle East. And they're, they have really big hearts for the immigration law programs over there in helping immigrants that are fleeing from Middle Eastern countries. And one thing that's really cool about the work that they do over there is that they get to hear stories and, you know, tell a story. That's one big thing about this podcast is I love just, you know, talking story. And with one of the refugees that they were, you know, helping, they were talking about Christ. And she grew up, obviously, in the Middle East where Islam is the predominant religion there. And she had never heard the name of Jesus before. Yet, she had a dream of a guy in white saying, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Mind you, this girl's never heard of Jesus, never even picked up a Bible. And she is seeing him in a dream. Does she know it's him? No. She actually goes on for like eight more years practicing the Islamic religion. What does she do? She has that dream again, except he says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. And she's like, wait, this is the same guy. Like, what is this? So from these dreams, she goes on studying different religions and being like, okay, like, I know this person is God, but, you know, he's not the God that I'm practicing serving right now and is in the Islam faith. Once she was studying with her fiancé, he was going through a very similar journey. She was reading the, the Bible, and she read it right there in the Bible. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the vine, you are the branches. She 
read Jesus speaking that she had only heard once in a dream, like almost a decade ago. And she knew immediately, she said, this is the man, this man is God, because he appeared to me in a dream. This is the man I've been looking for. This is the God I've been looking for to serve. Like what? She hadn't even heard the name of Jesus, yet God spoke to her through a dream. God is still working. He can speak to you directly, or he can use someone else to speak to you. God chose to use you. He wants to use you, but he doesn't need to use you. Y'all, everyone, or a lot of people know about the story of Moses in the Bible, how he freed the Israelite people from slavery. And when I was first starting out this podcast, I was really nervous about my ability to speak and, you know, the authority I would have speaking, the wisdom I would have speaking. Like, I didn't know if I'd be enough. First of all, I'm not enough without God. But I was like, okay, I remember in the Bible, like Moses didn't think he was enough to help the Israelite people. Like, I'll just go back and read his story. And God first called Moses, and Moses told him no. He said, no, God, I can't speak on behalf of a whole nation. Like, I'm not super articulate. I can't speak. Like, I stutter. Like, I'm my tongue. Like, I can't. I'm not super articulate. And I'm over here like, yeah, me neither, Moses. <laughs> but instead of calling someone else, God was like, okay. He graciously offered Aaron, he said, what if we use Aaron to speak on behalf of you to Pharaoh to free the Israelite people? Moses said, okay, yeah, sure. So those of you who don't know the story, Moses grew up in the household of Pharaoh. And he found out eventually that he was a Hebrew and ran away from the palace. And when God met him, he was with the Midianite people, had started a family with them, and God called him to go because of his position, because of his relation to Pharaoh, to go free the Israelite people. And like I said earlier, he first denied God, but God said, how about we use Aaron to help? So at this point, y'all, I was reading the story and in Exodus four, he's on his way back to Egypt to go speak to Pharaoh for the first time in years. Say, hey, let my people go, says God. But Get this, y'all. Listen to what it says in Exodus 4.24. At a lodging place along the way, the Lord met Moses and was about to kill him. <laughs> like what? He was about to kill him? The man he was going to use to free a whole nation of people, he was going to kill him? Obviously, we know God doesn't end up killing Moses. He uses him to do many things. But this just like, this blew my mind. Because God, he called Moses. He wanted to use Moses. But then he ultimately was about to kill him. I mean, if that doesn't prove that God doesn't need us, I don't know what does. I don't know if God was going to use Aaron. I don't know if he was going to speak directly to Pharaoh and soften his heart and see that slavery was bad. Or what? Or use Moses' sister or an Egyptian or something. God was going to kill Moses. He was like, yeah, like, I don't need this guy anymore. I'm going to use someone else. What? 
That is literally so crazy. I mean, think about all the great things that God has used Moses to do in the Bible. I mean, we even see in Matthew when Jesus performs the transfiguration that Moses is standing there talking with him. I mean, he now has an esteemed place in heaven, but God was about to kill him. God didn't need Moses. God doesn't need you. God doesn't need me. But he wants to use us. That's why he calls us to do the things that further his kingdom. That's why he puts scary things on your heart or exciting things on your heart to do on behalf of him. Because he wants to use you and he wants to invite you to witness the beauty that can come from doing your life for him. He gave us life and he wants us to live it to the fullest potential. That's why he gives us kingdom work. So, for the one who thinks they're insignificant, that they can't do anything great, you're right. <laughs> I mean, that's blunt, but you're right. By ourselves, we're insignificant. By ourselves, we are nothing. We can't do anything. But through Christ, we can make an impact in the kingdom through the calling on your heart. For the one who needs to know, Jesus loves you. God bless. Thanks again for listening to the For The One Podcast. Remember to follow along on our Instagram at ForTheOnePodcast underscore. And go ahead and subscribe to this podcast on your listening platform. Feel free to leave comments as I'd love to hear what you have to say. Thanks again for listening. Peace out.